Still Oceanex at the 250, but a wall's coming. Finch very elegant and Harlem and Toffee Tongue right up on the inside. It's Finch very elegant and Toffee Tongue, then Master of Wine Superstorm. Finch very elegant, Toffee Tongue. Dallas Dan between them, it's a head by the mayor. The mayor's got up, I think, very elegant, maybe from Toffee Tongue. Dallas Dan or Finch. And now it's time for another edition of. The Good Form Podcast, brought to you by form analyst Tim Chapman and Rob Horwell. G'day punters and welcome to another edition of the Good Form Podcast, previewing the Turnbull Stakes at headquarters on Saturday. That was, of course, Very Elegant, who won last year's edition of the Turnbull Stakes. Can she go back to back on Saturday? You'd have to think that she is up to it to her eyeballs as I welcome in the man who studies the form night and day. If there's a trainer's interview where they've pushed for a horse, he's heard it and he's going to share it with you here today. Tim, how have you been? Well, thank you, Rob. Uh, Very, very excited about the week of racing, the weekend of racing we've got coming up here. Turnbull Stakes Day in Melbourne, Epsom in Sydney. Of course, we're just previewing the card at Flemington, but very exciting, big weekend. Big, big weekend indeed. And, uh, yeah, as I uh, as I look through this card, very exciting uh, few races on the program. There's probably a couple at the start and maybe one at the end that doesn't have a whole lot of talent or, or a deep field, but definitely some competitive betting races where I think that, yeah, we can definitely find some value and find some winners and hopefully end uh, well up like we have the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's 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 this is when you want to start to be hitting your straps too, Rob. It's got the whole spring ahead of us now. Everyone's tuning their attention into racing. Uh so very exciting times ahead and um can't wait to rip into this card. Yeah, and it, it's moving day really. This is moving yeah, day if yeah. you if you're into your golf and you know what day three's like on a on the PGA tour, this is it for horse racing for the spring in my opinion. Tim, how do you think the track's going to play on Saturday? Well, there's a bit of rain forecast to come, and we've had a lot already. Not as much, I don't think, as what they're expecting us to have. And so I'm not sure really if it's – I don't think it's going to be heavy. The track manager in a recent report has said doesn't expect it to be anything more than a slow seven. Mm. Um, so I still think – I'm thinking it's probably going to be about a slow six – uh, to a, a good range, it's somewhere in there. Uh, but it depends a lot on the rain, what we're going to do. No, no genius. Even uh, the Bureau of Meteorology predicted 100% round of chance of rain yesterday at Geelong and yeah. didn't get a drop. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, who knows? Basically, I wouldn't be expecting it to be doing your form for mudlarks, not no. at this stage, yeah, no, which is what it was looking like. So don't do your form as if there's mudlarks. Uh, do it as if it's going to run pretty fair. And I'm yeah. saying that I think that the rail out nine metres, uh, it's not like when it's out massively where it can really throw to on pace. Every horse should get their chance with the rail out nine metres. There's, there's no mm. alarming statistics there that throw it either way. Mm. Possibly a small, very, very slight bias to being the first half of the field, but I'd still be, I wouldn't be really throwing that into calculations. I think every horse has their chance going into the race, yeah. Yeah, and for those listeners who don't live in Melbourne, we've had a fair bit of rain today, but I just get the feeling that Liam O'Keefe, the clever 
bloke that he is has, has lost the hose this week. This track would have been, you know, a firm deck on Tuesday, Wednesday in the rain. We'll no doubt push it into the soft range, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're definitely racing on a on a soft six, soft five come uh, 12, 10 on Saturday. Um, Tim, there's nothing more to add. Why don't we have a look at this first race on the program? Yeah, two-year-olds. It's the two-year-olds. So it is the Maribyrnong Trial Stakes for the two-year-olds, of course. All of these horses' first starters. And your favourite currently in the market is Cavallio Rumpty. That's $3.30 from the Mara Eustace Yard. Robusto is three sixty from the Waller team. Rampant Lion, who's got trial form, one of the ones that you can go and watch its trial. It's five fifty. Get in the spirit is seven fifty. Black Tahitian nine dollars. Laskers from the Godolphin Yard fifteen dollars. And the last one I'll read through is Cannonball, who's been easy fourteen out to twenty one. Tim, I'm not even going to ask you for a speed map, but I suppose what I will ask you is oh, I've got a bit of an idea. I've got a okay. bit of an idea here. All right, yeah. all right, all right. We'll tell the listeners. What your speed map is for this race? Okay, so it is down. It's down straight. So look, it's, the speed map isn't as important in terms of horses that are going to get cover and not cover. Basically, is what you got to look at because mm. nothing's going to get back too far. Going on, uh, what I've seen in the jump outs and trials at the moment, Black Tahitian looks like an, an a one that'll be on pace. Mm. Wizard King will be on pace. Uh, Rampant Lion will be on pace. Get in the spirit on pace. Then you got Doc Doc O'Connor. Cavallo Rampart, maybe sitting midfield, and then the rest I don't really have a lot of data on yeah. due to the jump outs and restricted viewing there. Um, haven't been able to find any viewing of the Godolphin horses in particular. Last mm. Cars and Edwin, they could go forward, they could go back, they could go midfield. Street Delight, Robusto, and Cannonball. Uh, probably Cannonball, Robusto, back midfield towards rear, I'd say. Yeah, all right. Well, the first one that perhaps want to touch on, Black Tahitian, it was a $280,000 purchase. It's by Deep Field. Of all the jump outs I was able to watch, Tim, I thought this was as good as anything. And I do know that the Waterhouse team seems to have a bit of an opinion of this horse. Have you heard anything else from them in relation to this one? No, nothing official. Um, but it always is a big tick if you see a Waterhouse horse as a two-year-old in this race because they're going, they're a sort of camp that is good with their two-year-olds. Yeah. Um, compared to, say, your Chris Waller's camp who often has their horses more ready to go as three-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, but Waterhouse, Godolphin, Stables, definitely camp. Price. Uh, Mick Price, yes, yep. Yeah. Uh, and and to some degree, my Eustace as well nowadays. Yeah, but they're going to have horses that are good two year olds, and they're not just going around in, in, is in preparation for their three year old campaign. Yeah, and uh, I suppose this sort of race is one of those races where, as a punter, you either stay completely out and keep your powder dry, or perhaps you look for a bit of an edge in the market if you have really studied the form of the trials and the jump outs. And if you've got a keen eye from the mounting yard as well, you might be able to find one, which is sort of what I'm going to do on Saturday as well. But there is one that I do want to talk about. And it's had a little bit of publicity in the last couple of hours in recording this on a Thursday afternoon. Wizard King, who has looked okay at the jump outs and in its trial, it was ridden hard to be fair in that last sort of 100 metres to uh, get the nose down on the line there in that trial. But... The trainer, Sean Maverick, and take his word for what it is, he's not obviously one of the uh, 
most well-known trainers going around and he does have a few cats in the yard, but he is <laughs> he, he is pretty positive about this two-year-old and he, he has a bit of an opinion of it. And I note in the last half an hour on Sportsbet, this horse is in from $61 now into $31. Yeah. And Did you happen to get a hold of the 51s? I was about to put a peanut on it. I got, I got the 41s, I will 41s. say. Oh, yeah. I looked at it at 51s and I thought, oh, I might chuck a fiver on that just for yeah. fun. Yeah. Now it's into 35. It's all oh. Anyway, yeah, we'll see what the market does. I'm sure it'll, it might come back out anyway once there's more percentage in the market. That's right. And the one thing I noted from its trial is it seemed to have a pretty short, compact stride, and it did quicken when it was asked for a bit of an effort. Um, but, of course, the other horses in that trial weren't asked for an effort at all. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, it's anyone's guess. But, yeah, I mean, at $31 currently, I, I, I could definitely – Steer you into a little $5 bet for fun to open up proceedings on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't blame you. I mean, this is this two-year-old race, or all two-year-old races really, it's your opportunity when there's all these first starters to get ahead of the market. You know, like you've, you've got the edge here mm. if, if you want it um, yeah. because there's no exposed form. Mm. So, so don't be put off by a horse at long odds. That's no. what I'm saying. Absolutely. No. If you like something at long odds, back it. No, um, that's right. Just a couple of things that I was really impressed with the trial of Rampant Lion. Mm. Uh, strong hold, wasn't horse. it? Yeah, looks looks to be a really good type. Yeah. And out of the camp, too, mentioning some good things. Another couple here that I want to touch on briefly are the Godolphin Runners. Yep. Las Cars and Edwin. Mm-hmm. Now, listening to a, 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 an interview with James Cummings this morning. He mentioned that Edwin is probably a horse that will be better off after a couple of runs Mm. um, in comparison to Les Cars, who is ready to go. He said they have an opinion of this horse. He's ready to go. Mm. He's very forward. Um, So I actually think he's quite nice odds at $15 when you've got James Cummings telling you that this horse, they have an opinion of him and he's forward, meaning that he's ready to go. Tomorrow mm. on Saturday, uh, and keep in mind too, Ingratiating won this race last year. It of course, goes around today at the short odds. So, yeah, Lascars for me is definitely an, a really nice each way bet. I mm. also like Black Tahitian because of the stable intent, and it's going to go forward, and it looked mm. nice in its in its jump out. Rampant Lion, I also quite like because of its jump out. So, I'll be keeping a close eye on that. Um, Cannonball is an interesting runner, worth a lot of money from all reports. Yeah, 950000 um, it sold for. Yeah, so a bit of a watch there. Cavallo Rampart. Now, look, this horse here, he had a, a jump out a second or a trial, second to the horse Cool and Gatter that goes around in Sydney in mm. the two-yard race. Of course, it's a very short favourite. I think it's about $1.90. Now, they were... I, Used to, uh, sorry, Kieran Murray was asked about this the other day on the radio, and he said, "Oh yeah, uh, he's he's a good horse. He's he's not quite as good as Cool and Gatter, but you know that's just sort of made me think hmm, maybe the markets are undervaluing, like overvaluing this horse, and think it's so I I don't know if I'd be taking those short odds about it. No, um, I think that's very dangerous. If don't just launch into a favourite in a two yard race based off any like." Who knows? So, I'd be the way I'd play this race is if I was having a bet, 
even though I really like Rampant Lion, um, I probably, if I'm going to put some money on something, it'll probably be on the Godolphin horse, Las Cars. That's, that's the way I'll be going. Yeah, haven't had a lot of market support yet, Las Cars, 16 into 15. But the horse that you also talked about from Godolphin, Edwin, it's probably the only horse that is a pen job in this race. And the market suggests that it's jump out is pretty ordinary, I thought. And it's 41 out to 61. So yeah, yeah. get the pen out and yeah. Look well, for that horse another yeah. day. As as Cummings said, he said, look, it, it, it's going to have to improve a lot off its recent jump out in order to be competitive here. But he said it will be a good horse down the track. He's just not ready for tomorrow, basically. All right. The next race on the program is the superimposed stakes over the 1,800 metres. It is listed for the three-year-olds. Last year, Quay Quay won this race. And, yeah, hasn't really gone on with it to the level that I thought it might at some stage, but still a very, very handy lead-in to the Derby. And Gunstock, who is the current favourite for the Derby, it's $3.20 annual favourite and had market support from the Price Kent team. Hit to Sue is $4.50. Uh, Tatuka is $7. Al Petronis is $10. Euro Dandy is 11 Footlights is 14 Celestial Fury is $17, but been easy. And the last one I'll read through, Tis Magic, after its first start maiden win, is currently $17. Tim, where do you see these three-year-olds settling? Yeah, as with a lot of three-year-old races, hard to know exactly what their intent is going to be today because they often mix up what they want to do with them. Mm. Uh, so it is a difficult speed map. Cerebus, I think, has shown speed in its races, so I expect it to go forward. Yeah. Uh, Gunstock. It'll hang handy. Character as well will be in the sit there with Euro Dandy. Celestial Fury, Turn It Up Tommy, Tutakaka, Magic Mikey, Al Patronus, Asterni, Hitotsu, Footlights at the rear with Tiz Magic. But Tiz Magic also probably will push up a little bit more from Barrier 2. Yeah. All right. Well, the first one I might look at in the market, the favourite Gunstock, it looped the field last start at Cranbourne and it, did it quite nicely, I thought, in the uh, in that race at Cranbourne. Yeah, I think from a, yeah, yeah, it did. It was quite impressive, and it and it oozed a horse that's got some class. That's for sure. I think in this race, it should get a really nice sit, sort of one back, one out behind Cerberus. I'm thinking from a map perspective. Its last start win at Cranbourne, it was home in 35.06 for the last 600 and 11.74 for the last 200, which was quite nice. Um, yeah, it's a deserved favourite. Whether I'm going to be with it is another question. But what were your thoughts on this horse, Tim? Yeah, well, I've actually I've, I backed him last start. I'm on him yep. at the Derby at fifty to one. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty I'm keen to watch him go around against these better horses, mm. so to say. Um, the reason I have been following him is because of an interview a long time ago, back in the middle of the year, uh, when. Mick Price was asked about it, or Kent or Junior, it might have been, um, and mentioned this horse, and they said that he was their Derby horse, and that was well back then. Mm. So I expect that they've 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 been bringing this horse along nice and slow, building him up, building him up, because they've had this as a long range plan, and mm. definitely deserved favourite. Mm. I've got him on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had another horse that I was that I had on top has been Scratch Grinsing a King. Oh, I yeah. thought his run was excellent last start. So if you see him pop up again next time, Grinsing a King, um, definitely worth following. But, uh, yeah, Gunstock, really impressed with what I've seen so far. Was a slightly run race last time at um, 
Cranbourne where where he ran last. But mm. yeah, look, yeah, he did what he had to do, didn't he? He won. It was it was somewhat arrogant, I thought, the way mm. he just ran him up on the bend. And should note too, in the sectional times I gave before, they was the fastest last six hundred of the meet. So mm. really, really yeah. impressive from that maiden victory. Um, yeah. Look, another yeah. horse I want to talk about, again, not the horse I'll be with, but Hitusu, it was 10th in a blue diamond, um, obviously well short of what I think is going to be its best. It was transferred after that to the Ma Eustace team. It's by Maurice, and you don't see a lot of Maurice horses over here in Australia. Its maiden win at Donald sectionally was really good. So 34.61, last 600, 11.49 in the last 200. Um, it should be noted it was a pretty quick track that day, so those times were perhaps uh, not as good as they maybe do read for a maiden race. It's far too good for that field. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought he was I th- brave there yeah. too, taking that gap. Yeah, uh, he was. The gap opened up, took the gap. Oh, he went around at $1.24. <laughs> he did. So, yeah, uh, might be a few worried punters there for a little bit. but Yeah, for, uh, a, look, for he, a second for sure. He, when he got out, he got out. He, he didn't explode, but he also didn't have a lot of time to wind up because he no. did get out late. Um, but he's definitely a horse that is that is capable of winning this race. Mm. Eustace Camp, my Eustace Camp, don't know a lot about him yet. Just mm. listened to Kieran Murray the other day. He said, yeah, looks a handy type. We're still figuring him out. Um, so... Th- that doesn't ooze a lot of confidence from the camp for mine, but it also just no. means they don't really know the horse. They haven't had him all that long. No. He had one start for them, and he won. That's right. Uh, he's, he's going to appreciate the rising distance by the looks of him. Mm. A Japanese horse, yeah, Maurice, uh, definitely looking yeah. like a, a site that would throw a stay. A Japanese stayers are quite handy. Very handy. Uh, yeah. Look, I do worry from the map, though, sure. Tim. Yeah, I do worry from the map that he might get a little bit back. Um, I don't think he'll be as prominent as Gunstock, that's for no, sure. No, he won't so. really. He'll be, he'll be having to make up ground on Gunstock. It's just going to be how good Gunstock is, really. And we'll, we'll get to see that. If, if it's an honest race, we'll get to see that. Uh, mm. Yeah, another horse that I think deserves a mention. Um, mm. I'm a big fan of it. Footlights. Mm. Uh, I was on him quite heavily last start, and he gave me absolute donuts. <laughs> um, off the bit, a long way out. It was too bad to be true, mm. but he has been out to the eighteen hundred. Yeah, which is a plus. It's a learning experience at exactly. Flemington too. Yeah, yeah. And keep in mind, if you are going through your form here, punters, that day at Flemington, very, very on pace, dominated. Of course, the rail was out quite a bit that day, and. He was back in the field and pretty much nothing came on hmm. all day if it was a, around the bend race that day. So, look, I wouldn't be reading too much into all that form. And if you go back two starts, his race over a mile at Cranbourne, yes, he beat absolutely nothing. But he, well, he didn't actually win. He ran second. <laughs> but the rest of the field and even the horse that beat him, they're not much chop. But if you saw that race, he was poleaxed from the side. He fell in a hole. I still think he's recovering from that. Now, I'm not sure if he's... A, if he's even, I might, he might have injured himself, but I'm not a bet. I don't know. I'm sure that he wouldn't have him here unless he was really wound up ready to go. Hmm. But I just feel like last start was too bad to be true. He gets the winkers on first time and a lugging bit first time. Hmm. Uh, 
I expect him to be running on. If he doesn't, that's it for him. Pen job for life. Um, <laughs> for but life. Maybe not for life because he might be carrying an injury. But well, I'm willing I think to the... give him another chance. If you're doing an early quarter, you'd be absolutely stuck mad to leave him out at $14 because I, I, I still think potentially he's the best horse in this race. Hmm. Well, he's definitely overs. And the other thing, too, to add to, to what you've said, Tim, is nothing that day was making ground. So when he was out the back, which was a bit of a surprise, it was never really a, a winning chance. No, no. The horse, that, the horse that I really want to talk up in this race, Tim, is Tatuka. It's been to the 1,800 metres before in Queensland, and it was a very arrogant winner. And it ran home that day in 34.76, admittedly on a good track, I'm not sure how it's going to go on a soft track. It's two seconds from two starts on a soft track. I thought it's last start. It just couldn't sprint with them. But if you have a look at the sectionals from the 600, 34.75 home after a freshen up, it did tire a little bit in that last sort of 200 metres, 12.23, but it's short of, of the distance at once, I think, this this uh, gelding by Tavistock. And I think up to the 1,800 metres, I would not be surprised if he is not a sharp improver on Saturday. Yeah, look, he's, he's, a, he's a winning chance. You have to say he's a winning chance. Mm. Those other horses that have come out of that race there, you know, Mr. Mozart and Artorias, the winners of those, the first two in that race, have since franked that form mm. quite strongly again. Mm. Uh, it, they could be the best, the better of the three-year-olds and... Who knows what relativity these are to them? Yeah, uh, barrier six, Jaws to get a nice run. Yep. Who knows? Yeah, definitely a chance. Does have to carry a kilo more. Yep. But, I just uh, think I just yeah. think when you look at horses that have been to the distance before, even though they are three year olds, it's got a pretty nice win to its uh, to its resume up in Queensland in Midley over yeah. the eighteen hundred four lengths. Yeah. And I think you have to respect that here. I think that obviously Gunstock's the big danger. I don't know, like Hitusu could just be an absolute freak, and we're going to sit here on Monday or even Sunday and go, "Geez, how did we not could think be. that wasn't going to win?" He definitely looks classy, Hitusu. Yeah. however you say it. But, uh, yeah, he, he does look like he's got class. He rattled off mm. some really good sectionals in the Blue Diamond. Um, and, of course, if you look back through his form, he's beaten by Artorias and ingratiating in that race and then goes down to Lightsaber and Sayef. Mm. Uh, he's, he's been for a lot of races. Then his next start, he wins. Yep, yep. So for me yeah. on Saturday, I'll be with Tatuka uh, at the $7.240 quote okay. currently each way. And I'll be saving on Gunstock. I think this horse is definitely deserved of favouritism. But, yeah, when I look at the, the difference in the market, I'm happy to play with Tatuka. Yeah. Uh, for mine, Gunstock, look, I was pretty keen to bet on Brinsley and King, so it's kind of thrown mm. me. But mm. Gunstock, I still I have on top. Whether or not I bet in the race remains to be seen just yet. It mm. may not really be a betting race for me. Mm-hmm. But Gunstock, I have on top, and Footlights, I'm going to put in second. I'm going to forgive him because mm. he's on he's on notice. And Hitotsu, I have as my third pick. All right, the next race on the program, race number three, is for the three-year-old fillies. It's the Group Two Edward Manifold Stakes. And Tim, last year, Thermosphere won this race and went on and went on to run sixth in a thousand guineas. Uh, that's what some of these horses, of course, might be looking at doing or perhaps a few more of them might be 
thinking Crown Oaks on the last Thursday of the carnival. Elusive Express is your current favourite. It's been pretty solidly backed here at $2.80, yearning down from Sydney for the Hawks team. Is $8. Glint of Hope is $9. Malua, Maluka is $9.50. Adela Moore is currently $11. Daisies is also $11. Maruka for the Chris Waller team is $12. And the last one I'll read through, Stalking from the Godolphin Yard is $12. Tim, where do you see these fillies settling? Yeah, I think Swamp Vixen's showing a lot of pace and starts, probably push pushes across in the wide barrier. Hmm. Nanajen, bidding, also push up, yearning from barrier three. I expect to be pretty handy. Dallamore, Morioka, Devout Heroes, Elusive Express, Stalking, out of Taramina, mm. Glint of Hope, Clara Karen, Caliper, Daisies out the back. But it is a hard map. That could be completely on its head. Uh, in terms of the back half of the field, but I do expect to see Swamp Vixen pushing forward and crossing. All right. Well, let's have a look at Exclusive Express, who's your pretty solid favourite currently. Two starts back was completely undone by the heavy 20 that they had at Bendigo that day when the uh, the old boy, uh, old boy Yadab, was able to get the chocolates there that day at Bendigo. It then came to Caulfield and put in a visually pretty pleasing run that day that Bonza Perla at big odds, upset in the 1,000 guineas prelude. And its last 600 was okay that day, 34.71. It sort of came home with uh, with Bonza Perla that day, but just couldn't sustain the run, finishing with 12.07 for the last 200. Off that, I can see why she's favourite, because the race, I suppose, 1,000 guineas prelude, I didn't think the race or the race didn't rate particularly well. And I think $2.80 is far too short for this horse. And if I'm going to put a line through her, I'm going to put a line through everything else that came out of that race. So that includes Daisy's Hero, who is a little bit longer in the market. The horse I am really keen on here from a sectionals perspective is Adela Moore. And it's got that form around Barb Raider. If you go back two starts to when it actually beat Barb Raider, it, uh, it came back after a long layoff and came home in 34.44 for the last 600 and 11.73 in the last 200. It was paying $26 that day. Admittedly, it was a pretty moderate tempo to begin the race, but it won that day at Sandown really well. And that day, if I'm not mistaken, it was actually running on a soft track. So to run those numbers on a soft track, given that that's what we're going to see probably by race three on Saturday. I think this horse is a pretty big chance. It's last start. It then, Barb Raider did turn the tables on it, but it, uh, again, was pretty impressive on the clock, 34.02 and 11.48. Um, look, Barb Raider just pushed the button at the 300 and went past it, and from there it was it was so long goodbye. But I think this horse, with the Barb Raider form, currently $11 for the Sadler team, I think this is a huge get-on, Tim. What are your thoughts on this horse or any others that you perhaps want to discuss? Um, look, I'll leave Adela Moore up to you. Yeah. Make a solid case for it and it draws well. It looks to get a nice run. That's the other thing. It should sit sit handy uh, as well. Barb Raider form is good. I guess it'll, it'll be a little bit of telling how El Patroness runs. Mm. decided to go with the boys and up in distance. If El Patroness runs really well in the superimposed, which is the race before this one, Mm. then I'd be starting to get a little bit more keener on a Dallin Mall. 
Mm. But I, I do query that form. Um, that day that it did beat Bar Raider, it was in a it was in the perfect part of that track mm. and it led that day and nothing could make ground. So may I I feel like the sectionals there might have been a little bit inflated. Mm. Um, but so I'll, I'll be looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's quite got the class edge as, as some of these. Mm-hmm. You did make a very good point about Elusive Express at 280. Uh, that's just criminal. I wouldn't mm. be touching it not with a 10-foot pole. No. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm not saying it can't win, but I wouldn't have it. I, would, I don't think I'd have any horse in this race under $4. No. It's just there's so many chances. You've got mix of form lines. You've even got a horse thrown in here from the Devonport Synthetic. <laughs> uh, just, there's form coming from all over the place. What You did also mention that that race that Elizabeth Express comes out of, it was a really low-rating race. They went mm. really slow. Swiss Express to the eye did look to finish well. So I understand why there is a market favourite there for it. Mm. I don't really want to be with anything out of the race either, except maybe, maybe Daisies, who does um, get blinkers on for this. Does she? No. No, she doesn't. No. I thought maybe they did, but no. Uh, oh, she just she was just very green, Daisies, and I wouldn't be surprised if she puts it together. But I, I won't really, I won't be backing her. Uh, the horse that I am really, really keen on, actually, is Glint of Hope. Mm. I've backed it its last two starts. <laughs> uh, it flew home in its first start, beaten by Golden Shamrock, who just had everything that day. Uh, then comes out beaten again. Had not, not a lot of luck in that race at Cranbourne, over 1,400. Cuban Link, I think, is up there in the favouritism for the derby, possibly. Um, so that's not bad form, as bad form as, as it reads. Hmm. I'm glad of hope. Um, I do think I, I like its breeding. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> it's, it's great breeding. Um, deep impact at a sacred site. Barrier five. I like its draw. Gets froggy on. Now that's I don't really like that. <laughs> that's a real disadvantage <laughs> right there. <laughs> I don't love that, but that's two lengths, mate. You, you, you get what you dealt. Um, but. The reason I'm I'm excited about it is the uh, information coming out of the Basutton Young camp, and I know I can find a horse from the Basutton Young camp because I do rate them. But they have said Natalie Young was on the radio in between races yesterday and said this horse is absolutely jumping out of its skin. They said the track rider got off and said pretty much, wow, this thing's flying. Mm. Um, And that just made me... Fill with excitement to see this horse go around. Yes, it hasn't done a lot on the form. But if you start seeing money come for this thing late, big time, saddle up and get on board. Jump on, you reckon. Yes. Follow the money train. If it comes. And even if it doesn't come, back it anyway. I have. Uh, I also, Another one that I got a lot of time for is Yearning. This horse really well bred out of Rising Romance by Snitzel. Mm-hmm. Ran really well, Newcastle. They bring it down here from Sydney. Mm. Didn't really fire a shot over the twelve hundred, but I mean, it's, it's two it lengths off them though. It was two yeah, lengths off them. It though. wasn't beaten far, no. But it, but it wasn't overly competitive in the in terms of the race shape. 
but it's probably not supposed to have a 1200. This horse is, a, is looks like it's once a mile and plus plus. Hmm. So, especially about a rising romance, I think she finished third in a Caulfield Cup rising romance, or second actually. Yeah, yeah, anyway, solid horse. Hawks Camp, there seem to be better as they go into their prep. Tick there, Barrier Three. Tick there. Looks to get a really nice run. So Yearning, I I have a lot of time for. And another one with really good breeding that should be noted noted is Mokalula Mokalua out of Dear Demi by Redute's Choice. Now this horse would be worth a fortune. Uh, it, it's been coming out of those similar Sydney races there, beaten by four moves ahead, Mallory last start. It, it's going to get to show what it's all about as well over the mile, but Barry 15 is a bit of a knock for me. So I'm going with Clint of Hope on top and yearning for second. I do think that Clint of Hope will definitely improve out of the 1600 and by deep impact, it, it definitely should by Sacred Sight. It just hasn't done anything on the clock for mine yet, Tim, so I'll be against him. But I do agree from the Bustin' and Young yard, if you do see the money come for it, jump on and uh, you'll you'll definitely see it race well. Um, I'm going to save. You already identified it, but Yearning, yeah, look, I think this horse down from Sydney brings different form lines. I think like we do see most years, we might start to see some three-year-olds from Sydney who are a little bit better, unfortunately, than ours, but... We'll just see how that does go. We haven't really seen any of them yet. But, yeah, a couple of starts back in that race with Jamea, it was just a couple of links off them and then went to Newcastle and, and won pretty well, I thought, in that maiden race. Admittedly, it was a maiden. It didn't beat much, but that's who I'll be saving on. So I'll be with Adela Moore. Totally get the fact that it hasn't, yeah, it hasn't really it probably had a lot of advantages, these two runs at Sandown, being on speed, but I think you'll be on speed again on Saturday, and if it can see out the 1600, then uh, yeah, I think these well overs and then saving on yearning. Yeah, I think yearning might actually be double dual accepted in the flight as well. So keep that in mind. I think you're right. Yeah, definitely keep that in mind. We might move on, Tim, to race number four on the program, which is the Group Two Gilgai Stakes. It was, of course, won last year by Zutori, who saddles up again as your favourite. The year before that, Sunlight. Uh, it's been a race that has definitely had some really nice winners over the years. And when we look at the markets, Zutori is your favourite. $3.50 currently on Sportsbet. Away game is well in the market as well. $3.60. Kem Pass has been a bit of a move for this horse from the Jolly team coming over from Adelaide. $4.20. Splintex as well has had some support. $6.50 into $5.50. Kem Antari is back for another campaign. It is $13. Bonds Abroad, $19. Ruby Street, $27. And the last one is Volpine, who's currently $35. Tim, where do you perhaps, not only from a speed map perspective, but where do you think by race four they might start to come down on the track? Uh, with the straight races, I probably expect this, especially if there's been a bit of chopping up going on the inside and the rain's been coming, they'll probably go a bit wider mm. if they can. Uh, Camel Passer will probably lead away game. Splintex, Vulpine, then you've got Kementari, Zutori, Ruby Street and Bonza Board at the back. Mm. All right. Well, first one that I want to talk about, Zutori. Um, we're pretty used to seeing, I think, Tim, this horse pretty wound up to go first up. I don't think that was the case quite 
uh, that wasn't quite the case last time. The market would sort of show that. It wasn't really ever wanted from a market perspective. It was pretty easy at the 750. I think that might be because the Allerton and Zara team have sort of given up on this horse being, you know, an elite sprinter that might be worthy of a possible Everest spot and they maybe are targeting something like the Dali in a couple of weeks' time. So perhaps just didn't have him quite ready to go like he has been previously first up. Um, mind you, his first up run went fourth to Splintex, you know, wasn't horrible. And really, away game Zatori and Splintex, when you have a look at their closing sectionals, they were all pretty close that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think on, yeah, on that, what you were saying, Rob, about him not being forward first up, yeah. that's since been uh, clarified as true by... Simon Zara, in a recent interview, has said that this horse has improved phenomenally, were the mm. words he used, since mm. its first start. Um, so expect a different horse. And it wouldn't have to improve too much to turn the tables on Splintex in a mm. way game over the uh, 1,200 metres down the straight. Look, Splintex can be a hard horse to catch. However, on its day, it is the figures to to definitely win this. Um the other thing to consider with this horse is he might just like the straight, and you might see this horse down here more often with the Flemington straight um, as opposed to running consistently in Sydney. I can't have him on, on Saturday, but I definitely wouldn't steer you away from him. Um, and then the other one that I was going to talk about, I don't want to take all your thunder, Tim, as a way game. Um, it actually had a faster last 600 and 400. It actually had a, lot, a quicker last four, six, and 200. Than uh, than Splintex and Zatori, um, I'm pretty keen to keep him on side. It must be said, but I, I am really keen on Zatori. Yeah, well, they're the two in the market there, away game and Zatori. I'm more. I'm definitely leaning towards Zatori. Mm. I really liked what I heard Simon Zara say. That's enough for me to think this horse is back to its best and or close to its best. Hmm. And I, I'm happy to be with him, even with the 50, 60 kilos. doesn't make a big difference. No, weight doesn't bother distance. this horse, no. No. So, I, look, I, I'm pretty keen to play up here, especially if Splint, Sydney, which it is dual accepted. Hmm. I don't know why you would when this horse has such a nice record down the Flemington Strait. Uh, but he one does miss one, his form yeah. a lot. It does. Uh, he, so I would he, – he's my second pick, Splintex. Mm-hmm. This is about Zutori. He's on top again, quite clearly. And the other thing with Zutori too, its second up record's also pretty good, and it does get a bit of weight turnaround on the others that are in the market from last start. So, yeah, all ticks for mine, and, and I'm I'm happy to hear what you said, the Zara and Allerton Yard saying about this horse. Look, the only other one that I wanted to quickly touch on, well out in the market is Ruby Street. This was a really good comeback performance last start down the straight at Flemington a couple of Wednesdays ago. Um, or last oh. Wednesday, in fact. Kevin um, Carlson's is flying too. Mm, he is. Impressive to the clock too. 33-42 last 600, 11-51 last 200. It looked good visually, but, yeah, didn't definitely didn't didn't beat a lot in that race compared to what it's coming up to here. But I have made a note to definitely think about it for your multiples as a horse that perhaps could upset the apple cart a little bit. But, yeah, definitely with Satori in this one. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Zatori for me. Splintex second if he if he stays. All right. Well, yeah, I'm Zatori and we'll save on away game and might have a sneaky trifecta 
with Ruby Street in there as well with the main dangers. On well, last thing on that, I I can't have Kemmel pass her at four twenty. I know it's capable of running good figures on its day, but yeah, right. look. It's, well, should we mention should we mention Kem- Kemitari? Not for me. No, I don't, I don't, not for me either. I just mean he's he's a quality horse, but I think the twelve hundred might find a little sharp. Yeah, probably like wanting a bit further. Yeah, no, I I couldn't have it, but I also can't have Camel Passer and can't really like it can win Camel Passer, but I just don't understand how it's four twenty in this race. Yeah, well, you know, I like a horse coming over from Adelaide more than anyone, but yeah, it doesn't tickle me at this point. All right, well, we might move on to race number five on the program, which is the Dane Hill Stakes over the 1,100 metres. And, yeah, really interesting race here. Um, I think this is the best betting race of the day, personally. I don't know how you feel. But ingratiating, it is a tough race, but ingratiating is your favourite currently. But being easy, 340 out to 380. General Bow, last start winner over the 1,000 metres, $4.80. Ranch Hand, who beat ingratiating last start, Five dollars. Give me par for Peter Moody. Seven dollars fifty. Bruckner is eleven. Kalos has had some huge market support in early betting. Twenty ones into eleven. Morning Glory is twelve. Ranvia second last start, but sees it at thirteen dollars. And the last one I'll read through, but it's well out in the market. Is Forbes for the Freeman team at forty six dollars. So there's a fair, uh, fair sort of tail to this race. It must be said. Uh, Tim, what do you see happening here? Yeah, a bit of speed on it. I guess it depends on what they do with General Bow. They had such success last start going back. so They have to do that again, don't they? They'd have, have to, especially from Barrier 12, although it is down the straight. But I, I expect him probably to sit midfield, maybe General Bow, maybe, maybe at the rear. I mean, it works so well. I think he'll have cover, and their yeah. aim will be to definitely get it into the clear and rolling at about the 500. And, um, yeah, yeah, see what it can do. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. I'll probably have General Bow more of it as a thousand meter horse, but mm. uh, I'll get into that when we discuss him. That's for the speed. Yeah. Up. Mornington Glory showed a bit of kick last start. Could be a leader. Lord's Crown yeah. could be a leader. Bruckner, I expect to be handy from that barrier. Uh, Ranveer also. Kalos, Gimme Par, Forbes, Ranch Hand, Ingratiating, Mighty Hercules, and Mimosas probably settle more towards the rear. All right. Well, let's look at the favourite first, Tim. We might discuss him ingratiating. Mm. Um, he looked home at the 150 last start, probably got to the front a bit early, which I don't like saying because it's an excuse that we use a lot of the time, especially for Colts. But I think he, he, he definitely, for him anyway, did get to the front a little bit early and got run down on the inside by Ranch Hand. Sectionals would back up the fact that he to the eye, as well as what we see on the clock, sort of just didn't really want to go on with it when it hit the front. So 33.91 to the 600, and then home in 12.14, the last 200 metres. The big thing with this horse for this race is the blinkers go on. So hopefully with that gear change, a replication of that won't happen. And, uh, yeah, just with that, Oh, and going back to its last start in the vein prior to that, home in 11.34 that day at Caulfield. It's been easy in the market, but he's on top for me currently. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm not sure why the drift, well, I can see why the drift is coming because he was a little disappointing last start. Hmm. But 
And I think too that that people a lot of a lot of tipsters around the place today seem to be sticking up for ranch hand and general bow. So you might even get better than the three eighty come yeah, Saturday. I can't have look. I think general bow is a pure thousand meter horse. So I, I have to I have to say no to him. Pen job and well, not quite. But yeah, not because he can win. So it's not a pen job. Hmm. But so if you if you are doing an early quarter, look, he can win. Mm. But I, I, I won't be throwing him in any multiples of mine that I'm doing or any, no. anything like that. I think he's a thousand meter horse. I think he got very lucky last start the way that he was able to be slung shot into the race. There's far better quality here. He came up against a unfit Ramsey who's going to have progressed again when General Bow was the fit horse in the race. Mm. Bit of a flat track bully, General Bow. Um, I don't want him. I think four eighty is incredibly short. Yeah, ingratiating. Which is what we were discussing. Blinkers go on now. Blinkers is a massive tick, and mm. you know that blinkers mean a lot when they threw the blinkers on last start, uh, last time heading into the Golden Slipper. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's a big plus because that shows you that they've got intent. Yeah. The other yep. time, last time they threw him on, he beat, he won down the Flemington Strait as well before that. So whenever they throw the blinkers on, it means that there's intent here to win. Because I think they were a little bit disappointed last start that he is just there a hit thought, the front and stopped. Is there a thought, too, that they want to see what he can do from an Everest perspective? Uh, it didn't sound like that. Just listen to James Cummings talk about him. Yeah, They're still full steam ahead for the Coolmore. And mm. uh, he said that he's reaching peak fitness now, ready to peak in the corner. Okay. So the horse wasn't even fully fit last start. All the start before that, when he was <laughs> able to run off some really nice sectionals. The wind yeah. did play a big role that day at Flemington. Ranchand had the absolute cover, the sit, peeled out. He had a, a toe into the race. Yes, he got held up. People can say he got held up. Okay, all right, he got held up. whoop de doo <laughs> Give me a spell, really. Like, ingratiating, will beat him. This mm. start, I'll be I'll be very surprised if it, if Ranchan gets up again. But I, I've been known to make bold statements and be wrong. So yeah, you've got to um, be you've got to be bold in the racing game. You've got to be bold. I know. And for mine, ingratiating here is a really really good bet. The ones I'm worried about are probably the two Matt Laurie horses. I really respect him as a trainer. Mm. Mornington, Glory, and Ranveer. I think Ranveer can definitely reach this level. I think he was underdone last start and showed that. Still showed quite a nice turn of foot. Mornington, Glory as well. Hard to split. The way that that horse put him to the sword in Bendigo was quite remarkable. Mm. Um, he was never, ever, ever losing. He goes on at $1.55. Um, he, he just bl- absolutely blitzed them. And I'd like to see how he matches up too. Mm-hmm. The other one I give a bit of a chance to is Bruckner. I mean, the horse beat Artorias. Artorias, I'm all beaten that day, but still, form reads well. Horse, I'm giving a real chance to as well, Tim. I'm not sure if you've heard anything from James Cummings as Kellos. This horse absolutely hammered the line last start in its uh, maiden win at Hawkesbury uh, only about two weeks ago. Uh, sectional times were, were quite impressive out of that. And I note as of Thursday, this horse is 21 into 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could. Who knows? I mean, this horse could be as good. But when 
just listening to Cummings talk about them, he was definitely all about, you know, ingratiating being their number one seed here. And mm. Kalos, they've kind of just thrown him in because he did do so well last start. Yeah. And and they expect that they want to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, and last autumn it was it was matching it with uh Animo and uh and General Bow when perhaps General Bow was a little bit more up and about than uh mm. this runner from Maglio uh, Maglio Dioro. So yeah, and I echo what you're saying too about Ranvir. I mean, you have to that was a good run at Corfield. I'm a bit surprised by the thirteen dollars to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's big overs. Mm. Um, I'll I'll be having a little something on Ranvir at thirteen. Yeah, when you consider that, yeah, General mm. Bow had the had the run leading up to it, or two runs in fact leading up to it, and uh, is four eighty for this, and it you know yeah, only just got over the top of Ranvir, who's thirteen. I cannot um, have General Bow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see indeed. But, yeah, I'm going to be with ingratiating. And, yeah, I'll, yep. I don't know what I'll do, but I think I might spec Ranveer as well. I'm, I'm a little bit taken aback by the fact that Callis perhaps didn't, hasn't got a push from the Godolphin team. Well, it was even more of just keeping it quiet about it. You know, he mm. just sort of said, yeah, look, he's going along okay. Yeah. James Cummings off, he doesn't give a lot away. But you've got Damien Oliver on ingratiating. Mm. He's obviously... He's their hallmark horse. He's the yeah. one they've, they've marked for the Coolmore. Blinkers go on. You're going to see a different horse with Blinkers on. And yeah. I expect you to see a winning horse. Well, when I saw them go on, I was pretty keen, it must be said. So I think we'll both be backing ingratiating pretty heavily on a Saturday. Yep. Full All steam right. ahead. Full steam ahead indeed. All right. Well, we get to the start of our quaddy legs, Tim. And it is the Group 2 Furphy Rose of Kingston Stakes, formerly known as the Blazer Stakes. And, Tim, guess who won this race last year? Is she going around in it this again? She's not, but she might have just won a Group 1 pretty recently. Well, you tell me who. Sierra Sue. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So Mystic Journey, after its last start, very impressive effort at Flemington, is your favourite at 480. Anna Visto. Is currently five fifty. Odium first up is six fifty. Instant celebrity for the Stokes team is six fifty. Still a star, seven fifty. Vanna Girl is sixteen. And the last one I'll read through, Ecumenical, who followed home Anavisto last start at Caulfield, is currently eighteen dollars, but has been easy. Tim, I'm interested here what you are doing or what you are going to suggest might be the speed map for this one. Yeah, the way I see them jumping here. We've got Beth Stone going forward. Uh, Pride of Jenny, who's the emergency at the moment, will also push forward from Barrier 2 if she gets a run, which is mm. quite possible. Mm. Only one emergency in. Paradis, Ana Visto, still a star. They all like to run handy, so they'll go forward. Equimedical as well will go forward. Just like to be there's a bit of pace on, to be honest. Odium, Princess Jenny, Love Sensation, next few. Mystic Journey gets a nice run in there, midfield. Bombacini. Barbie's Fox, Banner Girl, Snickledoodle Dandy, Togo, Togorang, Togorangi. It doesn't really matter, mate. It's not going to matter. I'd want to say that. Togorangi. <laughs> Shake <laughs> and Instant Celebrity probably goes mid, mid, rear to midfield Instant Celebrity. Doesn't like to kick up much. No, that might be its undoing on Saturday. Who knows? Tim, I might handball over to you for this one. Who's the first horse you want to talk about? I'd love to talk about the return of the Queen Mystic Journey. Thought you might. I think she's an absolute great chance in this race. 
Sectionals mm. last start were quite remarkable. Can I Just, read them to you, Tim? Yes, please do. 33-34 for the last 600. A was that best in, of day? It was the best of the day. It's last 600 and 200 from memory with the best of the day. Something else something else actually had a quicker 400, I want to say, but I could be wrong on that. 11.31, last 200. She might be back this horse, Tim. Tell you what, if Mystic Journey of Old is here, none of these stand a chance. No. Absolutely not. And those not. sectionals, best of the day, well, that's a pretty good indication that she's getting there towards her best. Uh, the only thing to worry about with her is a possible second up yips. Yep. But did have a fair few trials leading into this. So, yeah, it did. And has a good second up form. Six starts, second up, three wins, two seconds, 50% strike rate for winning. Also, also likes a soft track, Tim. It's three likes wins, one second track. from five. Yep. I am. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say I'm a little bit worried from the gate, just on the inside, that she might. She has a habit of doing this, finding a little trouble on the outside, on the inside. If no one can get her out though, as they sort of round the bend and give her plenty of room, and and she can build into her work, yeah, she looks really hard to beat. Does look very hard to beat. Uh, on top for mine. Another horse I'd love to talk about, who I have a lot of time for, although the barrier here really just. Makes me cringe a little bit. He's Anavisto. Mm. This horse has not done a lot wrong. No, it hasn't, no. She raced, probably beat herself against Tirath, mm. two back, who then came out and just continued on a merry way winning. Raced a little bit fresh that day, um, Anavisto did. Then came out, did what she needed to do to win last start, beating Equimenical. Wasn't anything to you know raise eyebrows with or, or get excited about, but... She did what she needed to do. She won. It was a slowly yeah. run race. She controlled the race. She came home. She didn't really get an opportunity to show any massive data out of that race. Or no. Big sectionals of such. So, I, um, yeah, I, I just thought too with Anavisto's run, and look, I was happy she won that day because I was into her for quite a bit. But uh, I thought she was a bit soft to the line just in those concluding stages. And I think even if the jockey didn't swap the whip over in the left hand, I think she would have rolled in quite somewhat. And that she might have even been beaten by Etromenical. And if that had have happened, you definitely wouldn't have her as your $5.50 second favourite to, uh, to Mystic Journey. So, look, she's a class horse, don't get me she wrong. Is. She's but, progressive too. She and, seems to be learning and getting better every race. Well, that's true. Time. That's true. But I think... When you see that return of Mystic Journey in the sectional times, you do you do get a little bit excited, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. When I Any looked other? at this card, I thought this is, this could possibly be my bet of the day here All on, right. on Mystic Journey. So I'm very very keen on it. Uh, any others that you want to talk about, Rob? Yeah, look, I think still a star could turn the tables. It's gone back to Tasmania and had another. Quick little trial over just the 7.30 and, and looked okay in that. So it can definitely turn the tables and we'll be fitter here. Um, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. I, Odium on its day has some terrific figures. First up, though, I'm not going to be with it with her. But, uh, yeah, I think that she can definitely measure up and, and win this. And just the other one that... It's just a real rank outsider, but definitely one that I want to throw in the quaddy. On the quick backup, Barbie Fox, it'll love the soft track. It's on the quick backup. It's $71. Look, it's 
nowhere near the class of some of these, but you just never know if you're looking for an outsider that you know might fill your your, your multiples or you your, your quaddies. Yeah, I, I you do. Love your Barbie's fox. Always find time for a Barbie's fox. Yeah, I do. I don't mind it. it must be said, but actually, yeah, I'd... actually speaking of ones that I was, I forgot about this horse. I can't yeah. believe I did, was going to move on without mentioning it. I was just got too excited by Mystic Journey. Mm. Uh, love sensation. Mm. Yeah, this horse is massive overs. I think at twelve dollars the place. I will be betting on that. The place. It's... Yeah, she hasn't done a lot wrong. Yeah, and is coming along really nicely. Comes comes into this third up, barrier eleven. But she's a bit of a get back anyway. Won't won't matter too much. Uh, I think she's she's huge overs. She's beaten second. She's beaten by Belsiel and then comes out and is fourth in that Tarath Mystic Journey. Still a star race mm. with really nice sectionals finishing. I thought, and she's forty six dollars. Yeah, criminal overs. When you really, when you really have a look at the form, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I thought she tried really, really well heading into that race at Mooney Valley, where she's beaten by Balciel, um, and went, actually went around in that race as a three dollar fifty favourite, I think. Uh, yeah. Then comes out fifty one dollar odds last start in the Let's Elope, runs fourth. That didn't change anyone's mind. She's still forty six dollars in what looks a pretty similar race. Yeah, I definitely a chance just... for your multiples first fours. Can't disagree with you there for sure. All right. Well, it sounds like Mystic Journey might even be your best of the day, so you're definitely with it. I'm definitely yep. with it. Tim, let's have a look at the Group 1 on the program, the Turnbull Stakes over the 2,000 metres. She won it last year. Can she win it again? There's been just, a lot of rain quickly, around in Rob, Melbourne. Yeah. Before we move on, that is the first leg of the quaddy. I did say that. Yeah. Are we going to have a – are we going to give our quaddy numbers? Good points. Let's just go through a Mystic Journey, yes. Yep. Anavisto, yes. Yep. Odium, yes. Yep. Instant Celebrity, no from the map. Yeah, I'll suck it. Still a star, yes. Yep. She's. I'm tempted. You can't have them all. I'm going to say no to Vanna Girl, but I think she can win. Uh, no. No. Ectromenical, no. No. Paradino, Snicker Doodle Dandy, no. No, don't mind Paradee. If you're going long, I don't mind Paradee. Okay, I'll get Princess Jenny, Bon Vegici, no. no. The only other one I'd have was Love Sensation. I'll be throwing that in. All right, and maybe I might be able to twist your arm and get Barbie's Fox in there, especially <laughs> if the track's soft. But we'll just see. If it's if it's a soft five by this time, we'll, we'll leave it out for sure. Okay. All right, well, Tim... It is now time to look at the group one. The, yeah, <laughs> very elegant, who last year, of course, was your winner, is your favourite, $2.30 currently, and being supported with the rain around Melbourne, I reckon. Incentivized is $2.35 out to $2.80, but has been a bit of support for it. Colette is $8, so Dragon A, $7.50 out to $8.50. Per Sands had some real market support, 41 into 21 currently, but did get into as low as 18. Young Werther, pretty easy at the 34s. Explosive Jack, 41. Mount Popper, 46. Johnny Get Angry, last year's Derby winner, 126. And Chapada is 126 to 1 as well. Tim, where do you see them settling here in this titanic clash mm. of the champion versus the possible champion? 
yeah, well, you've said it right there, Rob, the up-and-comer and the already established. Mm. Uh, it's a hard one to know because it depends on what Mount Popper does. And Mount Popper does lead in its races but didn't lead last time in the Maccabi. No. Uh, and it might be doing the same thing again. This is a horse that's already in the Caulfield Cup, I think Melbourne Cup as well possibly. And there's, there's not a lot of intent here. No. So they might not want to take it out in front and roll the one. But then again, they might be trying to start to push it. So it might lead, might not. Not going to make a lot of difference on the race unless it goes hell for leather, which I don't expect it to do that. No. So I expect a pretty slowly run race here again, unfortunately, punters. Um, unless incentivized decides to string them out, make it a real staying contest and separate the milers from the stayers. But looking at these horses, there's a lot of stayers in here. No. Uh is mo- they're mostly stayers. There's not really a sharp miler that's stepping up here. Uh, possibly very elegant, but she did win a Caulfield Cup. Instead of eyes, we'll have to cross very elegant. So she may make him do a little bit of work coming out of the barriers there because one's in f- very elegant is in five, incentivized is in six. Don't expect incentivized to probably roll forward. Mm. Did did really well doing that last time in the Maccabi and Preville. It seems to be an excellent judge of what he's got underneath him. So he'll probably want to call the shots if he can. Very elegant. Might make him work for that, as I said. But I also expect her to get the sit one out, one back there yeah, in a beautiful spot. And with incentivize the leader. I'm going to I'm gonna say Mount Popper's going to go up and lead with him. Uh, Passan may push up out of that barrier to not get too far back in barrier one, make the most of it. So probably sits on the fence there. And Sir Dragon A, oh, yeah, very elegant next there. Over on the fence behind that, Colette, Sir Dragono, Young Werther, Explosive Jack, and Johnny Get Angry at the back. Oh, Chapada probably sits in the midfield, but it really doesn't matter. Not anyway. in this contest. Unfortunately for Chapada, handy horse on its day, but it's well outclassed here. Look, I think there is a bit more intent with Mount Popper here, but definitely Caulfield Cups its grand final, I think. Um, yeah, look, I could see it. I could see it definitely leading, but it definitely won't be setting a hot tempo, I don't think. Yeah, that's what that's um, basically. Yeah, I think yeah. it will lead with incentivize. But, I, but uh, yeah, incentivize may be the one that dictates. Yeah, exactly. And if it is a fast pace, like incentivize has an enormous cruising speed. Mm. We've seen that. So if it's faster, faster the better for him, I think. That is the worry, that it could just sneak a couple of lengths and catch very elegant napping. You just don't know, sort of around that 600-metre time. Yeah, he's going to start ahead of her. Yeah. Unless she decides to lead. They're going to start ahead of her length, at least. Well, let's get into it, Tim, because this has been built up all week as the champion very elegant versus what might be a future champion in the making incentivize. And I just don't think that this horse's story has been celebrated enough yet. To go from being a maiden... At the start of the year in March, in Toowoomba, yeah, in Toowoomba of all places, to now being a horse that's been spoken about among the very, very best here this spring uh, is quite impressive, and a lot of credit, no doubt, has to go to not only Peter Moody but the uh, the former trainer that it did have up there in in Queensland. I, name escapes me now, but this horse is, uh, has absolutely started to fly since its maiden win, and uh, look. It's, uh, it's got a chance to, to take on the queen of Australian racing here. It's going to have to do it on a soft track. What are your thoughts as to its chances? Uh, very good chances 
obviously. Um, Stephen Steve Trigea Trigea is the that's the trainer. Trainer, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, deserves to mention. I mean, he put in the hard yards. He's had the horse purchased out from underneath him and moved on to Moody. So uh, you got to feel a little bit for the bloke, but it's everyone's dream to train a horse like that. At least he got to for a little bit. Yeah. Now, incentivize. Uh, has handled slow tracks before. Unbeaten on a slow track, I believe. Three yes. from three, not soft. Sorry, I should say not slow, soft. Slow, whatever. Uh, gets Barry six. Nice. Small field, nice. Wins against some really good milers at the mile last start. Another tick. Preble on board, tick. It was nowhere near fit last start. Another tick. Still beat them. A little bit of a knock on it is going to be that recently Moody just said in an interview that he did not do a lot to progress this horse in between ones. Hmm. Kind of just let it go through the motions. And that screams to me that a second up flop, which is a worry. Hmm. Um, with him aiming to peak this horse further down the track, obviously got bigger grand finals in mind, Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup. All right, Tim. I'm going to take you to task here. You've said that she's three from three on a soft track. Can I read those three races that she's won on a soft track? She won a sun, a Sunshine Coast Maiden in April on a soft six, a Sunshine Coast Class 2 on a soft seven, and a Toowoomba Benchmark 70 on a soft five. So when you say she's three from three, she is, but you have to question the form or the, the quality of horses in those races. You turn over to Very Elegant. She is 15 starts for 10 wins, two seconds, and a third. When it comes to running on a soft track, there is no horse better than Very Elegant. She's been the champion of Australian racing, really, for the last sort of 18 months, it must be said. She deserves to go on and hopefully get a cox plate. She is the queen of Australian racing, and she is going to turn up here in the Turnbull Stakes and show us all that she is definitely deserving of perhaps a little bit more respect than she's gotten this week. It was absolutely criminal to me when I saw odds open up that Incentivize was a $2.30 favourite over Very Elegant, who was $2.60. The market's now corrected itself rightfully. Um, she's the horse to beat, mate. She's the queen. Her last start, I mean, that was the closest thing to, to seeing Winx come back and win from being in a nearly unwinnable position. You just don't see horses sort of come up the inside there uh, the, when it did it uh, at Randwick that day and, and win like that. She's uh, she's definitely on top for me. Well, it's, you can't really say a bad word about Very Elegant. Um, no. If you can, you've got rocks in your head. She's a champion. Uh, she keeps on her merry way. She could one day become a legend because she's tracking the right way. She's very, very – she's won $9 million in prize money. Hmm. She's getting better again. Just listen to the owners recently in an interview said that she has come back, and, and Waller as well said this, come back better again. So yeah. everything she's already done, she's going to be better again. That being said, although she might look better, she was beaten first up by Moanga. Yeah, she wasn't fit, but, you know, Moanga was also first up did carry a bit of residue fitness over from Queensland, but was beaten. Then Incentivise comes and beats Moonga. So it's a little bit of form franking there that does lean towards Incentivise. Again, Incentivise not over its preferred trip. 
I have incentivized on top of Very Elegant, which is surprises myself a little bit because I do have the utmost amazing respect for Very Elegant. Is the winner of this race last year? But I'm I don't sugarcoat it, mate. You've, you've jumped off. You've jumped off the queen of Australian racing for this horse that, admittedly, did beat some quality at Flemington. Um, obviously, first up. But she's going against. He's going against the Queen on on Saturday. He is, and I just but worry. From, he could be the king. He could be, but I mean, I have this. I have a concern about these some of these horses, and it, and it extends to Zaki as well to some extent. The horses that are coming off that sort of awkward sixty to eighty day break from the Queensland Carnival, they've got residue fitness. They seem to go all right first up. But there seems to be often a little bit of a uh, chink in the armour when they get to second, third up. And look, very elegant. I just hope for her legacy that she's able to go on and win a Cox Plate. Will she need perhaps rain to fall on Mooney Valley on the day of the Cox Plate to be a serious winning chance? She might, for sure. Which brings me now to talk about this horse, Sir Dragonet. Because we all talk about very elegant and the fact that, you know, she needs a Cox Plate in her resume, really, to be a, a true champion of Australian racing. But this horse has a Cox Plate. He's already got one. And he's and, going better this year. And he's going better. And he absolutely savaged the line in that race with incentivized last start. Second last 400. I got that wrong before. It was the second fastest last 400 of the meet to Mystic Journey that Sir Dragonet was able to pull out. Mm. Uh, stable reports indicate that this horse is going very, very well. The wetter, the better as well, I think, for this horse. I think that Mars said that as well. Um, yep. Are we absolutely just forgetting about this horse as a Cox Plate winner? I know that Very Elegant did have its measure in the Queen Elizabeth, um, but are we seriously, seriously underrating this horse this spring? We are, definitely. Uh, it's insulting to look at that horse at 8.50. This is a horse that, as you said, absolutely stormed home last start. The race goes for a bit further. He wins. Incentivized doesn't win. Hmm. Oh, he was just too far back, Sir Dragonet. He's now going even better. That's his best first up run ever, Karamar said. His best short trip run ever. He comes out here, this is the best figures that he's ever raced, and it hmm. was over a mile. And now he gets out to 2,000, a distance he's close to the distance of the Cox Plate, which he's won. He's going to get the sting out of the track, which he didn't have last start. I, I can't understand why some of the money that, that the odds they were offering in the early markets about this horse. I think mm. I'm on four sixty the place. Um, it's it's a bit better now. It's two dollars ten the place, mm. but I still think two dollars ten the place. I'd be rather backing so Dragon A the place at two ten than either Incentivize or Very Elegant. It's hard because, to disagree with that because I think that he's a very very good horse. He's beaten very elegant before over this distance. Mm. He just, yeah, I, it's just, he, I don't know what else to say, but he should be shorter. Yeah, no, I agree. And if you sort of, if you sort of, you know, think that this might be a spring horse as opposed to an autumn horse, I think he he definitely does represent the value in the race. And if you got on at the uh, at the pre. Um, Wednesday in relation to it, like I know you did as well, um, I think you've got yourself some pretty nice odds to find out how good this horse actually is. The only other horse that I think we could 
we could talk about would be Colette. It's a winning chance, but I definitely have the other three horses in front of her. Mm -hmm. Uh, One that I think, I thought Young Werther's sections were really good last start. Mm. Uh, So he's not a bad place bet either, but he probably just misses. But I expect to be flashing home. Uh, Passan, they're throwing him in the deep end here. He wasn't going to run in this race. They were, but he's, too, but they couldn't not. Ma said he's just absolutely flying. He also went on to say that him and Explosive Jack are his top two, in his mind, top two seeds for the Melbourne Cup. Persona and Explosive Jack. So that's Definitely. interesting. That's food for thought. And well, Persona horse... was Persona was good last year in a Melbourne Cup. Well, he was. What was he fourth? Wasn't he? Hmm. Uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but he was he was fifth in the Melbourne fifth, Cup. So. Fifth in the Melbourne Cup. Two, beaten so. only 2.4 lengths. Mm. He's not out of this. I know some people might say it's crazy that he's going around $21 against this all-star team when you go back and couple of look at his most recent starts and he has done not a lot. But from all reports, this horse is absolutely flying. Um, I guess we'll see how far he's flying. We will. Um, all right, Tim, I think we need to wrap this up. I think very elegant's your winner, but I am definitely happy to be on Sir Dragon A at the uh, at the big odds it was last Monday. Um, I would just say that if you are on sports bet, I think you're crazy not to chuck fifty bucks and get your bonus bet back on if you like very elegant or incentivized because you're going to get your money back. I would have thought on both those horses in this race. That's a good point, Rob. Actually, yeah, very good point. So chuck your fifty on, and I think you'll get it back in a bonus bet. If you are still able to get bonus bets back, if Sportsbet haven't cut you off. Okay. Well, right. let's let's uh, move on to the next race, then, Rob. All right. Well, the next race is the Lexus Bart Cummings, the Group Three contest over the twenty-five hundred meters. It's going to be run over the twenty-five twenty meters, given the rail position. And last year, Tim, have a guess who the winner of this race was. Last year, Bart Cummings winner. Was it, P- it Passan? It was. It booked its place into the Melbourne Cup there off of this go. win. Likes this day. It does. So, yeah, maybe a little omen for it running a good race in the, in the Group 1. Now, Grand Promenade is your favourite at $5. Cherise, the first up start for it in Australia from the Quiz Wallet team is $6. It had some market support. Charlie Rose He's rock solid at 750. Pondus comes here after being a late scratching a couple of weeks ago at Flemington. It's $8. A maid who, yeah, I don't know what to make of its run last start. Maybe you can shed some light soon on its run. $9.50. Dawn Patrol is 12. Port Guillermo, Guillermo, you might be able to say it, is $17. Zarek is 18. And the no, I'll read Knight's Order is 20. And the last one I'll read is Realm of Flowers. Who is twenty one dollars, Tim? Uh, where do you see the speed coming from in this one? Perhaps maybe Knight's Order on the outside. Yeah, Knight's Order will go forward. It's, if there's ever a, a sure thing in racing, it's that a Gay Waterhouse on pacer will continue to be a Gay Waterhouse <laughs> on pacer. <laughs> yes. So that will go forward, and that will lead. Even if something challenges it, it will fight tooth and nail to get the lead. Uh, so yes, there's your leader. Grand Promenade probably goes forward as well. Amadei, Amad, Amade probably also goes forward. Was disappointing, touch disappointing last start, I felt thought as well. I was expecting more out of it. Had a lot of spruik about it. Does go up in distance here. So that, that's to be um, 
respected for sure. Charlie Rose, look, the barrier is strong. The car park is a little bit, it's going to be quite difficult for Charlie Rose from being that far out. Yeah. Um, but it will come in a little bit because there are, as it stands, four emergencies in this race. Yeah. Uh, one of them's already getting in with Dashing Willoughby coming out. So you will see Long Arm get into the field if you're a Long Arm fan. <laughs> comes in with a bottom weight of 54 kilos. Um, this, yeah, back to the speed map. Yeah, you got Master of Wine midfield, Mosh Music, Zarek, Realm of Flowers, mate. Uh, look, it's a wide barrier, but I th- oh, they'll run a cold. They'll run a cold. Hustella Walk, the good fight, Salino, Miami Bound, Long Arm, Pondus, Kalorni if he runs. Dawn Patrol. Now, Dawn Patrol, this could be a horse that they just throw out and go forward as well with Knight's Order. Is drawn just outside Knight's Order. Wouldn't surprise me if they track along next to Knight's Order and also lead. It's hard mm. to know what it will do, but I've seen Lloyd horses in the past sometimes go forward. So if you like Dawn Patrol, and there is a, it is quite favourable in the Melbourne Cup market. Could be, it could be a bet if it goes forward. Mm-hmm. Hard to know at this stage, but definitely keep your ears open for any any mail coming late for that horse. And again, as always with the Lord Williams horses, if there's money, get on board. Well, I wasn't going to start with this horse, Tim, but the one Williams horse that there has been money for is Pondus, which. Led me to then, I suppose, have a real think about this horse because last time on the podcast, we didn't think it was going to be ready to want, run a good race that day when our Turak ended up, not Turak, um, Turidan, bit of a difference yeah. between Turak and Turidan, the, uh, those two places, <laughs> if you've ever been out to Turidan and had the good fortune. But uh, Pondus, um, it's the one that's had the support from Team Williams and you just have to think that based off of that, it just wouldn't have been ready to go last start. I've got no doubt that they've put a bit more work into this horse and 12 into $8 probably indicates that at this point in time on a Thursday night, it's pretty. Uh, it might be wound up and, and ready to, to have a bit of a go in this race. Yeah, it could be. It has got some great European form, Pondus. It does. Again, though, first up, they've, they've, they would have done a lot more with it. It was lame, although the last start, that's why it was scratched. Yeah, Even though yeah. Uh, Lloyd and Nick were quite angry because they did not agree with that. They thought it wasn't That's lame. right. They, they were right forced to scratch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so interesting there. Tim, before we perhaps look at a couple of the horses that we might yeah, want to sort of side with in this market, unless you've got this horse as a serious contender, can you tell me why Grand Promenade's your favourite? I think... The Ma Eustace factor is probably the, the, the reason there. Draws barrier six. Um, Ma Eustace, very good trainers of status. Mm. He's, he's the, the horse that everyone has seen most recently. He's the horse that had a really good winter campaign. He's the horse that's definitely going to improve getting out to this distance. But and had did have some really dominant wins in the winter out over 2,500 and 2,600 at Flemington and only really beaten on this track over that distance by Realm of Flowers, who, of course, everyone seems to have a big opinion of going into the Melbourne Cup. Hmm. Grand Promenade needs to win this race as well. So that's the other thing people look at when this race comes up. You've got which horses here are in the field and which horses need to win to be in the field. 
Now, he's one of the horses that needs to win to be in the field. Ma mm. said on the radio this week that he has been set for this race. Yeah. Yeah, Melbourne Cup and whatnot. There's no use setting the horse for the Melbourne Cup if it's never going to get there. So they set it for the Bart Cummings and then push on to the Melbourne Cup. So it's here. It's here to win. And I think that's why the market sees it that way. You've got a lot of others that are probably just going around for the trot, such as Realm of Flowers, going around for the trot. Um, you've got a lot of imports here that some of them are in the field already, some of them are not. Hmm. That could just be going around for the trot as well. Well, a horse that's definitely here and, and trying to get into the race as well is Charlie Rose, who did beat home Grand Promenade last start. I thought it's two runs back have been quite good. In terms of your speed map just before, it definitely draws the car park, which is a disadvantage. But I just get the feeling that this horse is absolutely screaming out for this distance and definitely screaming out for a bigger track that it's going to get here at Flemington. Um, the fact that it, it, it will obviously come in with scratchings a little bit, but it's going to be right at the outside. I think that could possibly be somewhat of a of maybe an advantage for this horse if it's then allowed to sort of, you know, roll when it needs to at around that 600-metre mark, um, only because its last start, I just don't think it really wanted to, to take the gap and really was a little bit little bit funny with the other horses that run its outside and, and when it did get the clear galloping room admittedly on the inferior ground there at Caulfield, it, it did hit the line pretty well and, and finished off quite nicely for third. Um the soft mm. won't worry her, that's for sure. She's two from five on a soft track with two seconds as well. Um, I think she's absolutely in this race up to her eyeballs. She is, and she's another one that was set for this race. Um, Wild said that just before his first up start. He said, I wouldn't be backing her until the Bart Cummings. That's the race she's yep. set for. Yep. So that has now arrived. So, again, another horse with intent, and that's why she's probably in the market ahead of some of these horses that – the imports here that are probably better horses, but they're not here to win today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just looking at the Melbourne Cup order of entry here, we've got Prasan, I think he's, in, I don't know, he's not in this race, he was the last race, but Pondus is there at 39. Mm -hmm. if, so he'll need to, he's not in the field yet. Dawn Patrol's at 33. Mm -hmm. He's not in the field yet. Knight's order 31. Not in the field yet, but likely to get in. And probably similar with Dawn Patrol. You're going to have a few in there that are going to be scratchings. Um, Traley Rose is at 40. Mm -hmm. You've got Port Guillaume at 43. Um, Mosh Music at 50. Um, it, and, and there's a few others that are even longer than that. You've got Grand Promenade that's, that's down at 79. So really, really needs to win. Is Hustle a war? In the where's that? Hustle a war. You might not be able to find it quickly. Gosh, I might not be able to scroll down that far. I just I only asked because I was just really, really surprised that this horse opened at sixteen dollars. I mean, it doesn't really have anything on its resume. Ninety eight Hustle a War. Ninety eight yeah. in order of entry. I just I'm I'm was surprised the fact that it opened sixteens. I would have thought at least double that would have been what this horse deserved coming over from Adelaide. It has now gone out to $23. Tim, the other horse that I'm really, well, I am a little bit excited to talk about it is Shiraz. For yes, the, uh, yep. for, needs to win too. 
needs 51. to win. It's 51. There you go. The fact that this horse has had market support from the Wally Yard is a real positive to me. That prompted me to go and have a look at its last couple of starts. So it was a last start winner at over the 3,100 or the, the 3,000, sorry, at Shandon. Start before that, it was second in a group three at Longchamp over the 3,100 metres. It seems to really like the sting out of the ground by all reports. You know it's going to stay all day um, given, you know, its form lines over in France at, at those distances. And I think given the market support, the Waller team must really like this horse and it seems to be a uh, pretty popular pick as well amongst some people that know a thing or two about racing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely one that I will be taking a good hard look at. This race is really, really hard. I, I don't really recommend anyone betting into this race unless you're going to put a couple of place bets on or mm. back some horses at long odds each way because, really, it's a very, very hard race. It's one that you probably have to go wide in in the quaddy too. But Shiraz, yeah, I really like it, actually. Yeah. It's by, by See the Stars. It's, it's, really, it's really well bred. It's, it's got some quality form in some strong races in France. French form definitely stacks up. Comes out of a race there, the Prix de Bar- Barberville, mm. which I know that Dunedin came through um, and a couple of other French horses on route to the Melbourne Cup in the past. Yeah, I, I think it, it could be, definitely could be the class above these horses. Um, so if you like it, it's the pick of the imports for me. I do. The other, yeah. You, you go. Yeah, I was just going to say the other one that I do like of the imports is Port Guillaume. I was really impressed with his sectionals coming home last start in the naturalism. Hmm. Don't look into the fact that he got 13th of 13th in the Fian. No. I mean, what's he expected to do in that race? That was a very strong race. Uh, and then gets out over 2,000, flashes home, gets out again, this time over 2,500 at $17.480. That's where I will be putting my each-way money if I decide to have a bet. Um, at the moment, I'm with Port Coulomb as an each-way chance, but I probably have Shiraz on top in saying that. But Port Coulomb, really great play odds, I think, at 480. All right. Just quickly, last one that I think will, will be improver, but again, it's one of those things, intent versus using the run as a step up to the cup. Realm of Flowers, I do expect at this distance and at this track will be a big improver, so I'd be leaving... Even though it's already got a spot in the cup, I'd be leaving it out of your quaddy at your peril. But I will be in this race, Tim. I know it's probably not the smartest race to be betting into, but I'll just be having a little two-bet strategy on Charlie Rose and Shiraz. Won't be a huge investment, but, uh, yeah, hopefully um, if one of those can get home, we might be making a little profit on the race. Let's quickly go through the quaddy, what we want in the quaddy, because I think this will be pretty wide leg. Yeah, and um, then we've done that. We actually missed out on the quarter for the turn. We so did. We'll quickly do that before we move on to race nine. We did. So Grant Promenade, is that a yes from you? Yeah, the intense there. I think you have to. All right. Shiraz is a yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Charlie Rose, yes. Pondus, yes. Pondus, ooh. Yes. I think you have to with the support from the Wolves team. Yeah. A maid, no, unfortunately. Dawn Patrol, no. You're going to Dawn stick- Patrol. If, if I'm putting in Pondus, I think I have to put in Dawn Patrol too. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's a, 
You're going to have to go wide, right? You're going to have to. Port Guillermo? Yes, definitely. Sarik? No. No. Knight's Order will be going backwards at the 300. Uh, I don't know about that. I quite like Knight's Order. I'll be putting him in mine. Okay, fair enough. Realm of Flowers. I've said yes, but you can't have them all. Probably no, won't, no, won't end no, up having him in. I can't. There's no intent there. Yeah. And it's Barry 19. Sam Friedman actually just said in an article just before on racing.com uh, that it's just a guy around job. So okay. it's number one in the order of entry. There's absolutely no intent for this horse to fly here. Is there any others at odds that you can make a case for? If the track was to get real bottomless, could you give Miami Bound another go? Possibly, but I won't be. Uh, but I wouldn't, wouldn't knock if if you did. Didn't show anything at all in the naturalism. It was beaten 10 lengths last no, before that. It was ordinary. It was beaten nine lengths to no effort and Ziegfeld over 1,700. It's a horse that probably needs much, much further, like 3,000 plus, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, look, Quaddy for me, yeah, I'd, I'd be going long here, put the two Lloyd horses in. If you want to go extra long, put a maid in. But, uh, yeah, other than that, the ones we've mentioned, put them in. I wouldn't be having any others that are at odds. In the uh, Turnbull, I'd be putting the first four in the market, probably the first five in the market with Persan. Um, I'll probably just do the, I'd, I'll be, I, in the quarter, I'll be just thinking maybe Sir Dragon, a very elegant incentivize. I honestly don't think that anything else can beat them. Not Colette. Colette. I don't think it can beat them, no. All right, fair enough. We can discuss further on Saturday. And what we might do, Tim, is we've been chatting for a while now, so we might get to the last race on the program if you're happy with that. Please which is the McGregor Portables Paris Lane Stakes for the four-year-olds. And Asar, after its last start fourth in the Sarupa Clark, is your 420 favourite. Tavi Dance, who's had a bit of a spruik about it this week, is $7. Just Folk, $8.50. Gaulus is $9. Mystery Shot, $10. Crosshaven, $11. Morvada, $11. And the last one I'll read through, Just a Canter, is currently $11 for Patrick Payne. Tim? Where do you see them settling here over the 1,400? Yeah, more Vardo looks your leader there out of barrier two. Go forward. Crosshaven might join it out of barrier three. They could be your leaders. Mm. Serious suspect from 13 pushes over. Asar as well be handy from five. Mystery shot. Iconoclasm. Iconoclasm. Galui. Mr. Tipler. Just spoke. Bonham. Tavidance. Never again. Just the counter. Samidat might go push more midfield from the barrier one, but probably at the rear. All right, well, let's have a look at the favourite here, Asar. Uh, I thought it was quite brilliant last start in the Sarupa Clark. Did get a bit tired in the last 100 metres, and I reckon you can even see that when you watch the replay back a few times. Is it really probably, you know, just found the line and, and was peaking on the run maybe at about sort of 300 or so out from the line. But when I look, when I look through the field in this race, there's not a lot of horses in the race, must no. be said. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, he's I can see why his favourite, put it that way. Yeah, I'm surprised he's 420, really. I'm mm. going marked shorter than that, maybe 350. Mm. Uh, I think the reason that he's those odds is the weight. Yeah, he goes up in weight, which, yeah, there's a lot of punters who will put more stock in, in going up from 52, obviously, to 59. And But you can see why in this field, can't you, coming off yeah. of group one? Yeah, he draws well. Mm. Third up, 
this horse is ready to fire. Um, I've, I've got him as one of my bets of the day. Mm. There were two bets that I had to have. It would be on Mystic Journey and Asar. They were the only two bets I was allowed to have. Asar would be one of them. So I'm pretty keen here. I am worried the fact that it is the last race of the day and rarely does everything go to plan in the last race of the day. No. Uh, especially with, you know, if it's a wet day and there's going to be track being ripped up everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's it's dangerous. So it'll be a bet I'll probably have, but I probably will want to wait until just before the jump to be putting that bet on. Mm. And seeing what the track's doing and all that, but he's going to race handy regardless. Um, looks to get a nice run. I don't see him getting beaten here. A danger, Crosshaven, if he decides to find that form. Well, I can make it. I've, I've got Crosshaven written down here, but I don't think it can be Asar. The one horse that I thought could run a race, and he's pretty consistent, this horse, is, uh, is Gulas. Um, it's consistent, and you sort of look back through its form. It, it very rarely puts in a bad run. If it could come with the form that saw it go down by less than a length to Amy Girl in the Hawkesbury Cup or the Hawksville Cup, um, it would be very competitive in this. And the $9 quote, it's been um, it's been running well, this preparation, three and a half off Ayrton, the day that Ayrton uh, was fit and, and running at Caulfield. And then prior to that was just... Point eight of a length off Frosty Rocks when Frosty Rocks, I thought, yeah, definitely ran a bit better than it did when it came down to Melbourne at Kembla Grange that day. Look, it's a chance. I think I definitely wouldn't be leaving it out of the quaddy. As for Tabby Dance, I this horse, it's just it's inconsistent. I, it's I, hard to I, find. I can't. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to find. It's hard to to be on when it does run well. And I'm surprised that a few sort of of your of your so-called expert tipsters are really making a case for this horse first up. Um, noted it did trial very well, but, uh, yeah, I, I could not see it beating Asar. Yeah, I I'm, I'm tend to be with you there. Definitely. I, it's worth taking note of and, and have a bit of a, a longer look at it. I might need to have a bit of a longer look at it. Uh, it's trial definitely is probably one of the reasons why, the fact that it's come out and trialed really well. Hmm. Spelled 24 weeks leading into that trial. Um, hasn't really done a lot since going back to last year, late December, hmm. when it was winning uh, against Night's Watch. Yeah. And that, it's got some form in there around Skyman, but yeah, winning partner. But mm, I don't know. I don't know how you could have it on top either, other than the trial. If you're a trial man or woman, uh, yeah, definitely do yeah. a bit, but Mr. but even even some of those runs though, Tim, like they were over a bit further than this. I don't think forty hundred yeah. meters suits this horse. Yeah, I'm not sure really what's happening there. But <laughs> if we could be completely wrong, we could have egg on our faces. We but could not, not for me. Uh, mystery shot is another one that is a, is a chance again. Dosset beating Asar? No, not really. Uh, just folk is my second pick in the in the race. Oh, the mm-hmm. super last start against Dirty Thoughts in the Gouch. Ran on very strong. Um, second to Wicklow Town as well before that. Wicklow Town just keeps coming and winning as well. And before that, a win over Melody Man in in um, South Australia, which also reads pretty well. Gets in with 54 kilos. I don't mind it. 850. I can't talk you out of it, that's for sure. And, yeah, as for Crosshaven, its best is definitely good enough. But, yeah, two starts ago, 
if it was to to come and bring that sort of form, it would be a chance, but not for me off its last start run. Yeah, what do you think about Bonham, this uh, this horse coming over from New Zealand? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, last start obviously didn't get close to them over 1,200 metres, but it looks like it's going to improve up in trip for sure. Um, mm. Look, it's a watch and see for me, but, I mean, wouldn't would not steer you out of putting it in the quaddy. Um yeah, because its form in New Zealand is actually quite good in some races, not bad, not bad races. So yeah, yeah. Well, interesting runner, that's for sure. But yeah, I think last leg, and it really depend on on what the account is doing as of race number nine on the program. But ASAR for me looks like a bet that I want to put on and uh, and perhaps have a fair few shekels on it. Yeah, it could be the, the get out of the day. Who knows? All right, quickly, let's go through the quaddy before we wrap up. Asar is a definite yes. Tabby Dance, I'm tempted to say no, but I mean... I'm tempted to say no too. But I mean, if it if it does skill you out of the quad, you'd be left pretty disappointed. Just Folk, yes. Yep. I'm going to say yes to Gullis. Okay, I'm leaning towards no, but I'm happy to follow you in. Mystery Shot, I really like this horse when it just started winning every race it was running in back June of last mm. year. But it does like the soft. It does um, like the three soft. Three on the soft. On that too, those owners of Mystery Shot must be kicking themselves. They didn't accept the offer from Hong Kong. Yeah, I know. They've just like, they don't know what to do with it right now. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting. If I, I'm inclined to probably leave it out of the quaddy. It's form's just disgusting, but it wouldn't surprise me if it popped up and did it. So. He's carrying 54, which doesn't done for a while. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Crosshaven is a yes from me. I'd hate for that to, to scare yeah, me. Yeah, it's a yes from me. Yeah. Movada. Mm. It's a yes from me, Movada. I'll follow you in there. Just a canter. No for me. No for me. Um, and you've made a case for Bonham. Um, no, I don't really want Bonham in. I just think don't? it's an interesting runner. Okay. Um, the one I do want in at long odds is probably Iconoclasm. Iconoclasm, yeah, Iconoclasm, for sure. Um, but, comes out of a quite a good race, Harbour Views and Cherry Totoni, and didn't get a lot of luck in the race. No, so, and it was first up for a while, and this horse has yeah, you know, usually yeah. been a bit of a, a war horse over the winter months the last couple of seasons in terms of showing up and always putting in a good run. So, yeah, I, I can definitely follow you in there. Uh, serious suspect, bit of a throw at the stumps up to 1,400 metres from Sarbasan, I think, with this one. Mm. Um, but, I mean... It's out of form, struggling. It's out of, it's out of form, but it was only, well, only, but six lengths off Splintex in the uh, Bobby Lewis, so... Yeah, can't say beating Osa. Nah, probably not. But yeah, 57 a, kilos. Yeah. Bit of a throw at the stumps for it. Um, so that might be it. Tim, I reckon we know what your best of the day is, but can you steer the punters into something that's going to deliver on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, well, my best of the day is Mystic Journey. My second best of the day, I know I said it was ASAR before, but I actually really like Glint of Hope as an each-way chance in race number four. Fair uh, enough. Is it three? Race three, sorry. Glint of Hope. Yeah, pretty keen on that each-way. I can definitely... Definitely see why you do like that horse. My best of the day is Zatori. I think he'll turn the tables on at Splintex and away game. And I don't think there's a really a lot else in the field. Um, yeah, definitely and I was, can agree with you there on Zatori too. And I He's was, uh, yeah, I was uh, also happy to hear what you said that the Zara 
team said in relation mm. to that horse. And my value of the day is Adela Moore, just purely off the sectionals. Head but, to head? Uh, is that head-to-head in that race? It would be, yeah. Oh, this could be a bet here. could be bet. a six-pack. This is a six-pack. Six-pack on this. Yeah. All right. Let's we have to do it. Of hope we have to do against it. Against Adela Moore. That's you're both of our uh, best each ways of the day. It's a must. Okay. All right, and in Sydney, Tim, just quickly for the punters, I know we're not a Sydney podcast, but I am going to be taking the each way quote about Mwanga in the Epsom. I do note, though, that Riadini is a serious, seriously good horse, but has been a bit easy in the market. Uh, I don't – I think Mwanga's a better horse, yes. Yeah. This is where the weight scales, you know, race like the Epsom – Sometimes mm. uh, you see a lot of those down in the weights winning this race. You do. Uh, and Rio Dini's going to be in front rolling along there, hard to catch, fit, uh, not far beaten by the very elegant, the great mare. I I think that mowing to the place, I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of that race as a, from a, a winning bet just yet. And I would also say to punters that Hungry Heart – might not be winning this race, but definitely when it gets out to over 2,000 will be a seriously big winning chance. And Ice Bath also could peak on Saturday. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's, we're not here to review Sydney. That's it. All right, let's wrap it up. Punters, best of luck to you at Flemington on Saturday if you're playing in Sydney as well. Best of luck up there. We'll be back next week, of course, with our preview of Caulfield Guineas. And something that Tim and I are very excited about is we are going to be launching in future weeks a little bit of a, uh, not a segment, but more of a, a um, what would you call it, Tim? Oh, look, what we want to do is we want to get punters out there because this show is a show by punters for punters. And, you know, we're not trying to be everything fancy. We want to get in some backyard punters on the show because we think they've got a lot to offer. So each week over the Spring Racing Carnival, we're going to have a guest punter come on and join us and give us their thoughts and insights into each race. So we're going to be looking out for someone to join. Um, if you're interested, send us an email to uh, – what's our email address there, Rob? Yeah, it's the goodformpodcast at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Facebook via our page, which is the Good Form Podcast, or, yeah, or Twitter, where our handle is the Good Form Potty, because as we said last week, we couldn't get the Good Form Podcast. It belongs to a religious cult from America. <laughs> that still cracks me up every time. Uh, well, so, yes, that'll be a bit of fun. We'll expect to have a guest on here with us next week. I'm looking forward to that, Rob. All right, Tim, best of luck to you on the punt, and no doubt we will be in touch for the group, Cody. Absolutely. Sounds good. Keep an eye out for our best of the day and any other late mail going up on Twitter too. All right. Best of luck, punters, and we'll see you all here back next week for our preview of Caulfield Giddy's Day.